Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hello, we are back. And if you would like to see us live on stage, this show, the The One Show show, live on stage with video clips and special guests and swearing, then do please come Friday, the 16th of September at the London Podcast Festival, The The One Show Show, live on stage 2022. If you go to kingsplace.co.uk, you will find how to get tickets. The The One Show Show, live Friday, 16th of September, 2022. Game of Thrones. The Walking Dead. Westworld. No, that's the West Wing. West, Westworld. There we go. There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show. Welcome, friends. Welcome. It's been a while, but we are finally, finally back, which is an incredibly fashionable thing to be at the moment. See also the Cold War, the threat of nuclear annihilation, polio, worker strikes, and oh, a COVID wave due to a new variant. Of course, one thing that would survive all these things, including even a Putin-instigated nuclear fire, is, of course, the televisual insect that is The One Show, scuttling onto your screen at 7pm each weekday and persisting, despite everyone's best attempts, to kill it with a shoe. <laughs> I am John Holmes. This is the, the One Show show, and if it's shoes, or rather shoe, that you want, then rest assured that The One Show this week is the gift that keeps on giving, <laughs> as long as the gift in question that you want to keep on giving is a shoe. Singular. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, the One Show films are quality as ever. Nothing has changed since we've been away. More of this and none. Also this week, then, Jason Donovan fails to understand 
anything, drive across my baby's nappies, and what's on your badges. So this is the podcast that takes a deep dive into TV's shallowest show. And don't worry, it's specially designed to appeal to anyone who thinks The One Show is shit. And uniquely, you don't have to watch The One Show to enjoy this podcast. In fact, it's better if you don't. We do it for you. So taking that inevitable bullet made of green sofas and desperation to fill airtime this week are, of course, The The One Show show co-presenter Mark Haynes and our guest this week from the award-winning Cold Case Crime Cuts podcast. He is Mason Lane. It's Lance Fuller. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. Welcome, indeed. Uh, Here we are back. Back, Mark. Once again, like the renegade master. Um, I've I've wanted to be back for ages. (laughs) Well, you join us for the first time, Lance. And I suppose the question that we inevitably do have to ask is... um, uh, well, we should clear up, right? You're uh, one of those American people that that, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. that there are in the world, yeah. but, but you yeah. live here in the UK. Uh-huh. So how, yeah. are you familiar with The One Show? Have you ever watched it before we made you do so? Uh, no, I never watched it. I'd, I'd heard of it. Uh, and I have to say that theme song is like daggers to the brain. <laughs> <laughs> It just keeps driving in and in. Like it is, a, yeah. it, it's American level irritating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, how did you? How did you find uh, the return, John? Uh, has it has it changed much in our absence? Do you think? Well, that was the weird thing. You see, uh, because uh, Lance, we we Mark and I are steeped in the law. L O R E of yeah. the one show, and and we've had a, we've had a six more than slightly more than six month break on it, right? And. Uh, because um, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. the stuff we've been doing, and so um, I, I came back, and you know, you occasionally, well, occasionally you see it in the press where a thing has happened on the one show, but but yeah. far more regularly, Mark, and you get this, we get added into Twitter things of people going, "Oh my god, at the, the one at the one show show," yeah. you know, you need, to, did you see that? You should talk about that. Particularly, particularly sort of bad moments, or you get what what the, the one show seems to make the headlines nowadays for when the guests misbehave. And so there was um, an actor. Was it was it Toby Stevens? I can't remember who it was. Who did Dan Stevens? Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. Who did a reference to Boris Johnson right. that they yeah. that they didn't want there? The series you're doing. What's the take then on it? Well, what you've got is a criminal for a leader who is you know, wrapped in a messy war embroiled in a stupid scandal and surrounded by ambitious idiots um, and really should resign. And um, No, I'm sorry, that's the intro to Boris Johnson. I've just said, <laughs> I've just said the intro to Boris Johnson. I'm so sorry. Um, um, I no, don't know if I've changed in my opinion towards the one show, but I find it an object of great pity now rather than hatred. Oh, yeah. Um, watching Dan Stevens do that and sort of taking advantage of the one show because they're so soft and rubbish... And, and inept at making television. I felt that going there with a sort of stunt was actually a bit cruel. It, mm. it, it was a room full of people who wouldn't have known how to deal with that. Certainly wouldn't have been able to do anything off the back of it. Certainly yeah. wouldn't have been able to stop it and make it, you know, change direction uh, other than with a big handbrake, which is just going pretend it didn't happen. Um, yeah. But since we've come back watching this, I, I I have never felt more like the one show will not be on television in a year's time. Really, mm. it, it felt to me undermining like my entire introduction. In- but <laughs> <laughs> it feels to me like they 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 are they are lit. I mean, they it didn't seem like they bothered before. They did bother. They just did it badly. It seems to me now they've just given yeah. up. Oh. This this was uh, an hour of the worst TV 
that I have ever seen. I think I watched slightly different shows for you. I watched Wednesday and Thursday. Okay, I did Tuesday, Wednesday. Right, fine. Yeah, Tuesday, right. Wednesday. Well, that's good. Now, Thursday's yeah. show is among the worst half hours of television that you will ever see. And I blame us for this, John, because when we were here, they were at least someone is watching who isn't in a care home. And there is a slight bit where they go, wouldn't it be good if we could do something that they wouldn't just coat us down over, right? But they might go, that was okay. We've been off for six months. And in six months, this place has gone to the dogs. The absolute wow. pits of television. Do you think we were basically the, the one-show police? We were keeping them <laughs> in a, on a certain track. They could, where they go, we've got to at least hit this low bar. Well, they had evidence yeah, one that, person was watching. Uh, and yeah, they could turn around to the BBC, and the BBC would say, I think it's time for this to end. And they'd go, you do realise we've got fan podcasts about the show. And the BBC will go, oh, interesting. <laughs> well... With us not being there, I mean, it is just like they've gone, we just might as well sit out for six months until John Holmes's nasty show is back, and then <laughs> we'll start working again. We didn't give any advance warning. We basically kept them snoo- caught them snoozing. They, <laughs> the Wednesday and the Thursday shows, John, honestly, I, I, if I had a big tome of the history of television, I would be turning to the page that said the single worst two consecutive shows in TV history, wow. and I would be writing down the one show. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's start on the Wednesday, because that's the Venn diagram we've all connected right. through, right? Um, uh, so, Lance, let's, let's, let's start with you, right? You sat down. You watched <laughs> Wednesday's one show. It had, uh, it had Alex, you know, <laughs> yeah. Alex Jones. It had, yeah. it had Jermaine Janus. <laughs> didn't it yeah from the football um and he, he fucked up his first link really quickly 17 yeah. seconds in including the theme music yeah hello and welcome to your wednesday one show live on bbc two <laughs> and i player with alex <laughs> jones <laughs> what did you make of that lance it, it speaks to the level of uh professionalism surrounding a live show that um they they, they can't have uh people who can uh, speak clearly although i mean I, I know we're talking about wednesdays but like what a change from Ryland the day before, and I don't want to get into that before we get there. <laughs> oh, we'll get, uh, we'll get there. Yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah. because you know this is this is my kind of first experience with Alex uh, Jones as well, and I don't think she's very good at hiding um, her disdain for people. Like <laughs> you know, she's not that good at. So the day before, you could just see she was like creeping away, and I think she seemed more. I don't know, at least comfortable th- today. Yeah. I th- yeah, I know what you mean. I think I think Ryland's a bit of um, a wild card, isn't he? We talk, look, we'll, we'll we'll talk about yeah. Ryland. I mean, I've got history with Ryland, Mark. Mark yeah. no, on the on this <laughs> podcast, right? The problem I have with Ryland, yeah, and, yeah. Ryland was presenting, and I, I've long lamented uh, the idea of a of anything that's like a Ryland on the mm. television. You don't like the yeah. teeth. You don't like the noise. You don't like the fact that everybody loves Ryland. I don't like any of those things, right? <laughs> so I've had a, a bit of an issue yeah. with him. But my but in the time we've been away, Mark. Mm. My, my my opinion has changed, and I'll tell you for why. Right? Are you going out? Oh my god, this is hilarious! Well, well now I met I met Rylan, uh, and he was ho- he was hosting the Radio Academy Awards. Mm. There was a little bit of banter, Mark. I'll be honest, on the stage right. when I went up to get the award. Yeah, and after that, he he dropped into my DMs. Mark. <gasps> no. Is this, is this is this is this? He said he was going to do that. Yeah. Um, is is this like a sort of like Daily Mirror splash? Is it going to be? <laughs> I, I would love it if the punchline to this story is it, it was just filth, a torrent of <laughs> filth. 
No, it wasn't. I'm going to read it because to you. I can read it to you. During the show as well, he made some sort of, you know, a side joke uh, about a, a, a handsome man who'd got on stage about how he was going to stalk him on Instagram. And we all kind of went, oh. <laughs> I didn't know he was talking about John, though, which doesn't mean I don't you think You can tell that Ryland hasn't worked in the radio industry as long as we have, where you can still make jokes about stalking people and you don't go, yeah, too soon. <laughs> yeah. Too yeah. soon. He did. He, dro- he dropped into my DMs and he went, uh, and just this was at. Um, uh, uh, I don't know. Later that evening, maybe I don't know. He just he just went. Then uh, this is this is the message that came in. Right, just went. Twenty twenty two ain't bad. Well done, man. Whoa, <laughs> that was his, man. That was his in. Yeah, and, and I was like, hey, thanks. And Ryan. you absolutely love him now, and he can do no wrong. Is that what I'm hearing? He's one of one of my best friends. I'm doing a radio two show later in the year. I've already invited him oh. on. So you know. We are, we are bad. So I will not hear a word against him, Mark. You shut your mouth. <laughs> so was he good on Tuesday? Did he bring a, a, a sense of uh, life that the rest of the week lacked? One, and I play with the one and only Ryan and Lucky's back. It's quite Welcome. Nice to be back. How are it's you? lovely to see you. It's yeah, lovely good. to be back. It really, really is. Alex Jones is here as well. And as Andy Murray said at Wimbledon, I will say it again. It's amazing to be back. Nice. Wimbledon's nice on. Link. It's all going on. Very good. I'm just, I'm just trying to get in with it. Well, I. I liked him more when he presented the Radio Academy Awards, and you know, because I don't know whether television constrains mm, him a bit. I think and he, so. And so he can't go off on those flights of fancy. Yeah. What did you make of him, Lance? But but what he did uh, was bring a bit of like you know uh, uh, self. Uh, he, he could take the piss mm. of the format of of everyone a bit more. Yeah. So it was yeah. a little less self serious um, than the following day. Yeah. With. Uh, it, 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 what's his name for well Jermaine Jenis always makes yeah. it feel like there's uh, someone has been given basically community service and part of the community service is they have to present the one show it, it, it seems yeah. to be begrudged he has no natural aptitude for it I cannot I, I want to know the process by which he passed that audition to do this show because what other show is going to be able to kick off with a long-term presenter who cannot even say the title of the show correctly? <laughs> that doesn't seem like a huge bar to be able to clear. To be able to say, yeah. welcome to your Wednesday one show. Should, I mean, that seems to me like, you know, if you can't say that, you can't be doing Wednesday's one show. It's it's literally page one of yeah. the script. I mean, yeah. in every single I, I was astonished. Yeah. I don't know if this is the same with Tuesday, but have they had the big set revamp? Oh, w- w- by which you well, mean... I, mean they, they, I didn't even... They've, they, they've even got rid of uh, the iconic sofas that pre- previously were just in, um, you know, part of Broadcasting House. And they've got t- like video screens behind the sofas yeah. now where yes. squares yeah. continually yeah. float from the bottom to the top. <laughs> um, and it's, yeah. there's something really great about it, which is if you watch them and just imagine that they're guests' farts, right? <laughs> just coming up constantly. And occasionally you'll get a big one comes up. It's really satisfying. It makes every interview 30% funny. I'm going to go back and rewatch. I liked, though, I, I must admit on Wednesdays, I was, um, uh, it was, uh, and again, still new to, you know, coming back to it. I, for the first time mm. it, that I remember, I was drawn in by the tease of a film. Oh, yeah. Which said, a, a woman has created a shoe shop now, with a twist. To tonight, we'll be introducing you to a woman called Jo, who has created a shoe shop with a twist. It only stocks single shoes. Finds out why. <laughs> and, and I was like, what? Uh, <laughs> what's <laughs> this? <laughs> this is going to be But I amazing. would say... 
from that feed, I was like, well, what can the twist be? And I was like, well, it's either she's selling three shoes or it's one shoe. And I thought, it's going to be one shoe, isn't it? It's going to be one but, shoe. But the one shoe. No, 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 one shoe. No. No. no one made that joke in the whole of the thing. No one said, I, I guess you could say it's an excellent episode of the one show. Of the one show. I know. And I was screaming it at the television <laughs> the whole episode. That was a um, one of those those, those uh, uh, pieces that they sold going, wait till you hear this wacky, wacky business plan. And the yeah. wacky business plan was it was an excellent service for amputees. Or, yeah. <laughs> as, as the one show put it, as Jermaine's voiceover put it, oh for God. people with complicated footwear needs. Joe O'Callaghan's home in Kent is filled to the brim with footwear. This is actually my conservatory, but it's been taken over with shoes, as you can see. Most of these, though, are not in pairs. She runs a group called Joe's Odd Shoes, where people who only need one shoe can browse and request shoes that are available in either left or right. She started the group when a condition in her right foot caused painful swelling, leading to an amputation. And it meant that I could only wear a shoe on my left foot. I had all these right shoes in the bottom of my wardrobe, so I wanted to find a new home for them. The group allows people with complicated footwear needs to right. send in their own spare shoes and find I'd argue new ones that needing, work for them. needing one shoe is less complicated than needing two by a factor of about 50%, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they didn't really say they were like, this is, I was like, this must have been done before as well. This, this can't be the first time this has been done. But then I was thinking, but maybe. If you've got one leg, it's like you always see when you're driving along the motorway loads of single shoes. And I was like, is this is this like someone rather than it just being weird that one shoe is always thrown out of a car? I was like, is this some kind of altruistic thing where if you've got one shoe, you just throw it on the motorway and then amputees will gather at night and it's like a giant free Shoe Bazaar. That's the film right there. Okay. <laughs> wow. Man, one of the ladies who only needed one shoe, she said, it's crazy. You go and pay full price for a pair of shoes and you only use one. It's crazy. You go into shop and have to pay full price for a pair of shoes and you don't wear one. I mean, it's not crazy. <laughs> that's 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 the way it's always worked. I'm not, I'm not it, following. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. If you've got one hand, you can't say it's mad that they all they always sell gloves in pairs. Yeah, but but this could open up a market for exactly that, couldn't it? If you're if you're a a, a hand putee, which is what by the way I think they call them. Okay. Uh, then, then then why not? What if it, if it's shoes? Why not? Why not uh, gloves? Why yeah. not? Uh, one leg of a trouser. What? Yeah, what? because it's already yeah, being handled on the side of the motorway, John. That's where all the single <laughs> items go. We, we, we don't need these little silly clubs over Facebook where we can treat the nation's amputees with dignity by simply lobbing shoes <laughs> into disused edge lands for them to scurry and scamper over like rats. <laughs> I, I did appreciate too that at the end of the segment, the, doing that thing that hosts often feel like they have to fill with something. He's like, "Oh mm. no, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. I, I'm gonna buy a pair of shoes now." And you know, I'm, and I was like, yeah. "What?" And get rid of one. <laughs> Another great idea, isn't it? Brilliant tonight, yeah, yeah, brilliant. I got plenty of trainers as well. I might have to donate a couple. Seriously, yeah. yeah. You see them on here most weeks, so 
Yeah. Have to send a parent. Get them I? over to Joe. Should do. Yeah. <laughs> well, after well, yeah. Weeks, Jermaine Janus did say, "I'm going to give. I'm going to give a load of my shoes to that. Yeah. I'm going to give a load of my shoes." And yeah. I mean, it's easy to say, isn't it? Yeah. But actually, actually, if you're going to say it on the BBC, I think there are basically a sort of you do have to live up to those promises yeah. that you make on the BBC. Otherwise, you're a yeah. liar. So. I would like, <laughs> I would like a bit more proof that Jermaine Janus yeah. has given a load of I'd his like, shoes um, to this lady. Was it, was it Joe, the name, who, the name mm, of the lady who was running right, yeah. this uh, sh- uh, one shoe company mm. um, uh, as a service company? I'd like her to get in touch with this podcast mm. and tell us whether or not Jermaine yeah. Janus has sent Beca- his shoes be- to her service. Because he was, he was, he was very much proper. yakking along like a big man, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. And it would be a, be a it shame was. if it was just empty words <laughs> from. Did you notice? From a duplicitous <laughs> shit. <laughs> and after he'd been that duplicitous shit, yeah. did you notice the link that Alex had to do? So they were also talking about the Great British sewing right. bee. Yeah. Right? And the fact that the final was on BBC Online. And out of a film about amputees, she went, well... After nine weeks of cutting and stitching. Well, after nine weeks of cutting and stitching, Ooh. the great British sewing bee final <laughs> is finally in. <laughs> Man. Uh, uh, by the way, if you've not seen it, John, can I just say, it's an f- absolute fucking disgrace because I watched The Great Sewing Bee thinking I was going to see a huge sewing bee. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's just ordinary people right? it shouldn't be allowed be allowed it big be, be allowed. isn't there a standards agency yeah. for this <laughs> there needs well to i mean be. if there was a standards agency lance the one show wouldn't have made it past the idea stage no yeah fair fair no fair. this this was a, a, a terrible interview that they did with uh, the two people from the sewing bee as well last year's winner because obviously they didn't want to rumble who this year's winner was but um i mean it just it, it's one of those shows that i think people watch but aren't that keen on talking about and it was a very uncharismatic, low-energy interview that that, yeah. that, if anything, made me want to see it less than I had before, which was already quite low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Lance, did you uh, – have you? Ever, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I also have never watched the Sewing Bee programme. Right. Um, uh, uh, so, Matt, Lance, what did you make of uh, the winner and uh, uh, a man I've never heard of who's a judge? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was fine, but it's also in, in line of all the things now where they're like – well, the, the, the Bake Off did so well. What else can we cram into an hour and make people do on TV? Mm. Uh, and, you know. Yeah, you're right. It's it's like they've gone, they're, they're just going through. There's a pottery one as well, isn't there? Yeah. The great, is that called the Great, great British Throwdown? Or yes. Something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like one of your wrestling things, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> pottery Throwdown is one of the great promoters. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's only a matter of time before we get to hair coursing and badger baiting. <laughs> All those <Yeah>. great British <laughs> traditions. Badger baiting. Uh, yeah. mm. Vaccine <laughs> refusing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, that would be a great show to watch. The Great British Vaccine Refusal. <laughs> and it just being a load of people trying to keep their jobs while also refusing the vaccine. And whoever manages to get to week 16, wonderful. I would watch that in a heartbeat. Oh, there was a, a really heartbeat. weird bit in the, in the shoe. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't know why I'm singing. What, there was a, a lot of weird bits in the shoe <laughs> yeah. film. But it was where, where Joe, who's shoe project this was so well one of my regulars uh my regular amputee correspondent is sandra so what i've done i've bought 
to sh- and <laughs> how lucky that Sandra's limb that she's got is the opposite to the limb I've got. So yeah. when I buy shoes, I send the other one to Sandra. That's great. And she said, and it's also we've we've you know we both share a fashion so sense. Packaging up one of her own spare trainers for group member Sandra, who shares the same size and taste in footwear. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so said, and then you watch the sort of packaging the sh- the spare shoe up yeah. to send to Sandra. Next thing. Sandra, and they're sort of you know, posting it wherever. And the next thing, Sandra's unwrapping it, and the film crew are in Sandra's house watching her unwrap it. You're going, yeah. surely the film crew could have taken it with them to Sandra's house. Did that not and send the right one off to whoever needs it. It's lovely knowing that this is going to someone I know. Joe spends every moment working on the club and catches up with members from time to time. What do you get out of the group? Obviously, shoes, but. Talking to like-minded people. Sandra was one of my favourites because she had lines that really made me laugh. And she said, I'm so glad we've got odd feet each, Joe. It's amazing. I'm so glad that we've got odd feet each, Uh, Joe. I'm so glad. Um, She said, oh, this has really lifted my spirits. I've had a bad day today. I know. You wanted to, like, what was the bad day that this is fixing? Yeah. That's what I want to know. It's really lifted my spirits. I've had a bit of a bad day today and Thank you so, so much. Anything to make you smile. Bye. To know that you can just get a shoe if you want And there was it. something about this the one show's refusal to sort moment. of go, oh, you know, tell us about it. You know, what's it like? Just just concentrate on the shoe. Just concentrate on the shoe. Um, I do quickly just want to tell you about Thursday's show, John, because there was mm. a, a classic, classic piece of inept editing that made a bad piece worse that was magic. So... <laughs> They've been doing one big thank you, uh, which has taken the nation by not storm. <laughs> and they did this one. It was a, a, a Ronan Keating concert uh, in Liverpool in the Philharmonic Hall. And he was going to single out a local lady who had set up a food bank. Okay. Now, what had happened with this that was so magic is they'd left everything in that made it clear the woman was not a Ronan Keating fan. I'd like to throw spotlight on somebody in particular in the audience tonight. Yes, somebody very important. Is there a Catherine Bowman in the audience? So she's brought up onto stage by Ronan Keating. And on she comes, and Ronan then says... How did you come to be here tonight? And she said... Um, apparently, my husband won some tickets on Radio Merseyside that he doesn't even listen to. She says... He goes, oh, OK, can we have a hug? And she kind of goes... <laughs> and they have a hug. <laughs> then she says... He says, and I heard you're not even much of a fan. OK, so but you're not really a fan. And she went, oh, my God, who told you that? Oh, my days, who told you that? Like that. <laughs> On stage, okay? Now, they left that in. They could have taken it out, and we'd have all thought she was a fan, and it made sense. What they then say is Alex's voiceover goes, Catherine is finding it hard to take it Catherine in. Catherine is finding it hard to take in. And she's just sitting at the side of the stage, looking really uncomfortable, not enjoying it. She's taken backstage, and Ronan says, so how are you feeling? And she goes, a, a bit weird. To be fair. How are you feeling? Um, a bit weird, to be fair. Yeah? Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. That's okay. Well, this is- There's no need to leave in the bits where she goes, I don't really like you. How are you feeling? Not great. I don't like this at all. Take those bits out. We don't need to be there. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wednesday show was so bad. Thursday's wow. was I worse. Mean, it was, it uh, was like amazing. it dribbled through. Because I thought Tuesday's, weirdly, I don't know what you thought, Lance, but I thought Tuesday's was... Um, and that was my toe back into this particularly murky, you know, uh, early evening water. Um, yeah. And, you know, when it was Ryland, my, my heart sank at first, but then I went, oh, no, he DMs, he sects me. So uh, that's uh, right. Uh, just for legal reasons, <laughs> I'm going to say he doesn't. Um, I mean, what do they say? Drop your knickers for a compliment. <laughs> and it was the potential was there because it was Harry Hill well, and Jason Donovan. The ageless star of stage and screen and for years has been chased around by fans all over the world. <laughs> he has. Literally. Yeah. He has. Wow. On the other, well, he's been chased to her on the car park by an angry heckler. Please welcome Jason Donovan and Harry Hill. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's, uh, that's, 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 that's not a bad. I could see this working as guest. That's okay, Harry Hill. But then it uh-huh, very yeah. quickly became clear that Jason Donovan was not on. I mean, I, I mean, I think his his dabbles with drugs are well documented. But I, 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 it was mm. like they'd, they'd almost maybe affected him in some way. There was there was a real gap of, you know, Harry Hill was, there was making, no there uh, there. Yeah. Did you see that yeah. bit when he went, when Harry Hill, they were talking about neighbours. Of course, they were talking about neighbours. Right. And it's coming to an end, mm. right? And Harry Hill, they were talking about it, And then Harry Hill, just a little quip, just went, well, of course, neighbours uh, was the first time uh, uh, we in Britain had ever seen Australia. I mean, people forget you know, that with with neighbours, you know, for many people, it's the first time we'd seen Australian people on uh, on TV. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we just heard about them. Yeah. Right. And everyone laughed. Jason Donovan, who went, who went to... Uh, no, that can't be right. No, because there was Paul Hogan. Well, I mean, I, you know, I mean, the Sullivans, you know, Paul oh, Hogan, Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> Look, I think, I think that's, um, that's also where Australian history starts, is 1986 Crocodile Dundee 2. <laughs> Before then, no Australians. Invented solely by Hollywood for it that was movie. just so odd. Uh, Jason Donovan realised he knew some Australians and had to tell everyone about them. I mean, uh, so that was also like an, an interesting aspect to me, which was, uh, I don't know Harry Hill, but the format of the show, what with four people in the crew 
or something yeah. meant that every single one of his jokes just died. Yeah. Yeah. Died. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, like, I'm sure. Uh, you we know, know what your shows are like. They're quite bonkers, Harry. Yeah, so what uh, we expected apart from Sarah's Baby Elephant? Uh, well, uh, well, that's not enough. Like, that's not oh. enough. Uh, we've got, I've got a lot of, uh, I've got some interactive video uh, where I point out the differences between tray bakes and tears and shares. You know, the, hello, is this mic on? The, um, <laughs> and um, I've got my son, it, Gary. It wasn't the only one, because Ryland, Ryland tried to make, my good friend Ryland, he tried to make a, a joke as well about um, mm. Andrew Lloyd Webber, because they were talking about Jason Donovan appearing at the Jubilee. Yeah. The Queen's Jubilee on the stage wearing his yeah. coat. And they were sort of saying he's wearing the coat of many colours from Joseph. And uh, it was raining and he was going, yeah, it's made of wool and it shrinks. And they're having this sort of chat about that, about being backstage um, and everything else. And then uh, Harry just sort of said, well, th- you know, that must have been great, Jason, backstage. <laughs> you being backstage, you know, rubbing shoulders with the big stars. <laughs> and then he had to sort of <laughs> correct himself and go, oh, not that you're not a big star. Well, Harry's things are good hanging around on the day, aren't they? Yeah. You're rubbing shoulders with all these uh, big big stars. Well, I'm not that you're not a big when, star. When, uh, well, well, and then Jason hmm. Donovan made a really weird noise that went a bit like this. When, 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 it's like Jackson Donovan got why I oughta, why I oughta, I oughta punch you up the bracket. He got stuck and broke down. It was a strange moment. But then Rylan tried to join in and be Rylan, mm. said, uh, oh, Jackson Donovan said, oh, and I did it because Andrew Lloyd Webber phoned me up and asked me. And Rylan said, oh, Andrew Lloyd Webber called me once, said I owed him a tenner. You know, I got a phone call from Lloyd Webber and, and, and out of the blue saying, you know, would you do this thing, the Jubilee? And I didn't think too much about it. And there we were. See, yeah. that's the difference between me and you. I got a phone call from him and he said I owed him a tenner. No response, really. <laughs> Jason Donovan went, really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't worry about it. I just hung up. I thought he was asking me to perform, but no, oh. apparently I owe him a tenner. It's only a matter of time. There is something awful, though, in Ryland's position where you sort of go, I was going towards a joke. It's got the sound and rhythm of a joke, but it doesn't actually make sense. Um, And then the last thing you need when that happens is for someone to go, sorry, can you just stop? Explain what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, it was... Uh, it, it was... Uh, oh, and then Alex, of course, had to apologise. And I have to say, at the beginning, I said, we're live on BBC One. We're not. Oh, we're not? It's me that's mad, not you. We're on BBC Two. BBC we are two. on BBC Do you know why? Dennis. That one. So that she had one. to stop and uh, correct us and apologise. Apologise! The world we live in now is where a woman has to apologise on television just for saying the wrong channel in case someone's offended by it. I, I, I would be offended by it. <laughs> I would be deeply offended by it. I will be writing to the Director General. I will not have the BBC mislead with fake news, John. <laughs> if that's what they if they can't, if they're lying about it being BBC One or BBC Two, then just think of all the lies they're making about that nice Mr. Farage. <laughs> <laughs> It's disgusting. Um, did you enjoy uh, Matt Allwright coming back oh, to kick off Wednesday's show Christ. with a bang, um, <laughs> skulking onto the set like a like when you catch a builder coming out of one of the bedrooms that they're not supposed to be in? We are starting tonight with Watchdog. Now, Matt, tell us, holidays are coming, right? It's a very good question, Alex. Yeah, but things are still unpredictable, so it's never been more important to make sure you are covered by your insurance. We'll make sure you are. Also tonight, if you want to get away from your energy supplier, who's put up their early exit penalties the most? Yes, 
Yes, it's the cost of leaving crisis. Yeah, <laughs> such you. a shifty look about him. Um, and he was tackling the fuel crisis, wasn't he? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. In the Ace Cafe, I noticed, I mean, I know one thing about Matt Allwright, and that's he's a biker, isn't he? Yeah. And the Ace Cafe is a really good sort of biker's, uh, you know, it, it's a cafe really um down uh, on the motorway near ealing and i really thought to myself he wanted to go there so he's like well i know a place that'd be good to talk to the aa man at the ace cafe the place where i always want to go so i did think for a moment we got a little bit of matt all right coming out the real matt all right and i and I didn't care either way. <laughs> you, are you familiar with the work of Matt Allwright, Lance? Because, yeah, again, not, not I mean, at all. I wondered. I, I, I mean, he just looked, you know, he looked like some football fan who had wandered off the pitch, you know, and was just was already pissed and was like, I'll just, I can talk about petrol, you know. And, but like, uh, because he, he's not, you know, not very well put together. And look at this, <laughs> like, this guy. Why are we asking him questions? It's not um, one of those misfits characters you get in that game. Yeah, kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I was very confused as to like why this was the the zone of inclusion for the petrol price range was mm. around Wembley and Ely. it's that it's that slight sort of because it's motorcycles, it's all petrol heads. They had the um, the head of the AA, uh, the Automobile Association. I, I put that in especially for Lance because he's American, right. and I thought I thought Automobile Association <laughs> might help. Him. I'm not sure it will uh, because it's it's AAA for us, and of course AA is Alcoholics Anonymous. You and- bloody Americans always have to go one bigger, don't you? Yeah. Yes. Always. Yeah. <laughs> um, that that chap Edmund King, who's the president of the AA, he came in and he had a line that had obviously someone had said in the office, and they'd really really run with it, which they were talking about the the, the spiraling prices of petrol, uh, and he said the prices at the pump are really like pump fiction. So we asked Edmund King, president of the AA, why there is such a discrepancy between retailers. Well, at the moment, the prices at the pumps really are like pump fiction. He said, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> what, what, what he was getting at was he was saying that the actual yeah. wholesale price of, of gas and oil and petrol are right down but those savings are not being passed on to the consumer and petrol prices remain sky high. Yeah. Um, I Instead of it being a pump fiction, I have a slightly better one that I've workshopped for him, which is everybody who works in the petrol industry is a petrol cunt. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he can use that one yeah. next time he does one of his interviews. I thought it would work. Um, what, what, what the big problem with this little section was, as boring as it was, oh, and was don't it? get me wrong, I mean, it was, it was the worst presentation of, of something already boring that we've heard a million times. <laughs> the, the interesting thing about it is they could not, criticize the government on this and so matt Allwright's bit was entirely entirely sort of um, um apolitical and then it did go back to the studio and they'd worked out a back and forth between matt and alex where basically alex could say along the lines of um uh, well matt would say i mean some people have said the government should step in and alex then said yes but didn't they have a five a percent rebate um it's six months and it's like alex did not know that off the top of her head now the petrol <laughs> retailers association is telling us that the government should follow other european countries by introducing further cuts to fuel duty and vat but hang on a sec yes. because last march didn't they cut the duty then 
Was it the duty? Yeah, yes. it was the duty. But nobody really noticed, yeah, did we? It was we? five pence. So how is it going to work this time? It's a very, very good question, Alex. The CMA So they'd given them lines the so they could go back and forth and remain entirely apolitical. Yeah. And, and, and the problem is, if you do remain entirely apolitical in things like this, you never get to the solution, which is government should step in and say to these people, right. no, you can't do that. You know, yeah. and instead, what you get is a thing where everyone sort of goes, "Well, I guess there's no there's no solving that one." Yeah, what we did back. was Dan Stevens to pop back again and just uh, give <laughs> it both barrels. <laughs> yeah, very much so. I mean, thank thankfully, you know, with the next thing, I think we can all agree: disposable nappies. Unbelievable, second. yeah. Disposable nappies might be convenient, but they create a lot of waste. Nearly eight million are thrown away every single day in the UK. Now, unlike other household items, they are very difficult to recycle, so most of them end up going into landfill or for incineration. But it turns out that there could be a solution. A small company in Wales is leading the way in transforming smelly old nappies into something much more useful and surprising. Roads. Uh, uh, my point on this, John and Lance, not everything can be recycled. Not everything... <laughs> can be made into a jacket or a hat or pot plant. Some things just have to go in landfill, right? We can't get to zero landfill. This celebration of an absolutely pathetic amount of stuff being turned into something boring was among the worst things I've ever seen on television. You've just just described the one show. Oh. Right. If you, if you if you pulp shit and then pile it through, you know, a bunch of machines and spit something out. Mm. Uh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. So what we're driving on, it turns out, mm. uh, in well, uh, I mean, this has not rolled out over the entire country. It is only on one road in Wales. Yeah, it, it, in two hundred and fifty yeah. meters of road. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's right. they were trying but, so hard to sell it as a big thing. Weren't and it was, they? Weren't yeah, they? Half a street. And they, just to do that, they were saying you need ten tons of shitty nappies. You do, yeah, and, yeah, and all the water, the the the, the <laughs> renewable uh, water to just sla- sluice out all this shit yeah, it, yeah. with this polio thing on the increase. So. <laughs> that we could put a little bit of ballast into a road. Um, yeah. they, they, they were tarmac, very... tarmac made of shitty nappies. That yeah. was the gist of it. Yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Rob Poyer came up with the idea and it's taken him 12 years to develop a recycling process. It's hard to think of a product that is less useful than a used disposable nappy, but you don't really see it like that, do you? No. Rob's plant processes 40 million nappies a year. As soon as they come in, they're shredded and the organic material is taken out. They, they made a big the thing about how much of this was being done and they gave you so many numbers. And what they didn't expect was people to write those numbers down and then <laughs> analyse them a week later, John. <laughs> so disposable nappies, very difficult to recycle. 240 million go into landfill every month. When they went to this plant that is doing all this reprocessing of them, they mentioned they process 40 yeah. million a year. So that's 40 million a year of the 240 million a month <laughs> yeah. that are used. So that is less than a week's worth of nappies. So a 50, 152 <laughs> of all the nappies are being recycled for road use. Why are we even talking about this? Again, if you went, how do we solve this problem? You go, tell the nappy makers they've got to be biodegradable. Yeah. 
Done. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Let's not faff around with one fifty tooth of the nappies being made into road ballast. <laughs> Why is everybody listening to this show? All of that was going on, and you know, you listened to the figures, and that's fine. All I saw was the presenter lady, right, holding up pellets of shit that had been gone had gone the process and just sniffing them to see if the road smelt of baby's shit. That's what, just going, I'm just sniffing it. So you'd never actually think that was originally nappies. You would not. I'm going to do the sniff test. I'm relieved to say it does not smell of nappies at all. <laughs> which, 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 you know, right, which it didn't. Of course, she's, oh, it doesn't smell like shit. Well, good. The uh, process has worked. But they also had her in that, that facility about, what, 20 feet from an enormous pile <laughs> of shitty nappies. And I was like, it must be awful in there that, that must be the worst place to work in in the world where it's a load of nappies coming in to be mixed with hot water and chopped up at the same time <laughs> well at the end the end result of this must be really important no <laughs> no the only thing i really liked about watching the bit on the road is if you looked in the background you could see nine single shoes <laughs> <laughs> And there we bring the hammer down on the skull of part one of this week's podcast. Pop the kettle on, sit back, contemplate cancelling your TV licence fee. And we'll see you back here tomorrow for part two of the return of the The One Show Show. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.